Rocky Mountain Giants. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it's Casey Bubba, and it's you, and we're talking all things MLB DFS right here, courtesy of the Line Star app. So go get that Line Star app and start using it right now. Download the app, upgrade to the premium product, and you can get started winning some cash too. And Bubba, uh, some crazy things last night. You had Ozuna getting three bombs. And your San Francisco Giants put up enough runs for an entire week of my New York Mets. Uh, maybe an entire month. But it's possible. But anyway, uh, how do you feel after that onslaught? 23 to 5. Yikes. It was awesome. I, I told you before the show, I wish I would have seen a, a live reaction of Chris Woodward watching that show. That game <laughs> would have been awesome. But um, it, it was really cool. Dickerson with three homers. And in his last at-bat with a position player pitch, he hit one 414 feet off the wall. It would have been a home run in 29 other ballparks. He almost had four home runs last night. It was it was crazy. And last thing I'll say on this one, the Giants have been so bad. Off, well, they've been good offensively, but they've been giving up so many runs. Even by winning by 23 to 4 last night, their run differential is like minus one still on the season. Wow. Wow. Craziness. <laughs> Craziness. Oh, what a game it was. Uh, let, let's fly around to – we'll start backwards since that was in the late games. Uh, Julio Urias – uh, goes to three and zero. Good game for him. Six innings, four hit ball. Uh, the Diamondbacks are done. They are going to be my new favorite whipping boy here on the program. They've traded everybody pretty much. So any night that Zach Allen is not starting, I'm going to be trolling the Diamondbacks and get spoiler alert. <laughs> it's going to happen today too. Just so you know, uh, <laughs> this is this is where we're at. Uh, we had uh, the Twins being the White Sox three to two. Byron Buxton returned with a bang. And, uh, and so did Michael Pineda, I guess you could say as well. So look at Michael Pineda pitching again to major leagues. What a crazy 2020 we have. The Rangers beating up uh, the Astros 6-5 now. Look, this was down to the 10th. My boy Framber was still good. Seven yeah. good innings from him. Framber's been awesome. Do not hang this on Framber Valdez. Framber nope. is still the color of my energy here on the program. Uh, Zach <laughs> Plesak got the W, which we talked about at length. He was a good tournament play. Uh, yesterday, if you played him, you got the W, so no surprise there. Six strong innings from him, 10 to 1 over the Royals and Matt Harvey, which I mean, <laughs> oh, Matt Harvey. Uh, anyway, by the way, his ERA, and I don't know if you looked at it, you want to take a guess what his ERA is? I'm gonna guess it's like nine higher, Bob 14 higher, Bob <laughs> 26, not quite 26. <laughs> <laughs> 1543 from Matt That's Park. That's very, very bad. Not that great, Bob. High. That is very high. <laughs> Almost as many runs as the Giants scored yesterday. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's higher than even the Tigers scored 12 runs yesterday against the Brewers. Bad start from Lynn Bloom. His ERA goes to six. So uh, Victor Reyes had four hits in this one. He was the stud right here. The Tigers, I love that the Tigers are a game above 500. Talk about a roster you just look at and you roll your eyes. Mm -hmm. Man, that's this is the classic anything can happen in baseball story. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, the Orioles beat up on the Mets. So we did get the runs in that one. We got 14 runs in that game. Nunez had two home runs. So we were very much into the Mets-Orioles. That was good. So Anthony Santander also had home run that one. So at least we were right there. 
But really, you had to have the Giants and you had to have Ozuna last night. <laughs> Some combination. Ian Anderson goes to 2-0, and by the way. 2-2-5 uh, ERA for him on the year as the Red Sox drop another one. Dude, the Red Sox are now 12-24. and 24. Baba, hoy, hoy. It's not going to yeah, get better anytime soon. No, no time soon. Like when we talk about who's pitching today, he's a 32-year-old journeyman that hasn't pitched in the big since 2013. So that just tells you where things are going. And their Twitter account's horrible. Like if I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm furious what they did yesterday. But you guys can go look at that. That was bad. Wait, I didn't even know. What did they do yesterday? I missed this. They they basically used a picture of the reset button and they hit it, basically saying that they're resetting their everything right now. Well, like, I mean. Because they're under the luxury tax. They're all proud of that. Why they're getting spanked all over the place. Well, you know what? Look. You you have some equity with the fans. You've won a couple championships. You know, this fan base has won a lot in the last 20 years. So, I mean, look, I mean, this happens to teams sometimes. But better for it to happen in a 60-game season than 160 well, yeah, but in, in, the, in the grand scheme of it, they're proud of being under the luxury tax when their fan base is furious they did not re-sign Mookie Betts. Well, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a sticking point. No, <laughs> no, you know, when you don't sign Mookie Betts, yeah. he's such a popular player. And in the hard yeah, you part, can is, re- then, yeah. Yeah, well, this is what I said when when the Martinez money came out. I said, "Oh man, you know, I know JD's great and all, but do you really want to put yourself in this bad spot in two years with the uh, nope. Mookie Betts?" And sure enough, here we were two years later, and there it was. So there yep. you have it. Um, Jay, I'm sorry, um, Ian Hap, not Jay Hap, wrong Hap here. Uh, went you uh, gave a good uh, outing here against the uh, the Pirates here. Uh, Hap spoils Hayes' debut. And the Cubs uh, lead the Pirates 8-7. Ian Happ uh, finished where he started, basically. <laughs> Singling home Nico Horner in the top of the 11th. So 8-7 over the Pirates. Pirates drop another one. They're down to 10-23 and 23 now. The Phillies blanked the Nationals. Aaron Nola has been strong, man. Two-hit ball mm-hmm. over eight innings for him. Uh, outside of, what, what one bad start, Nola's been absolutely dominant. And this is what we kind of talked about with this game. You know, Corbin's a good pitcher, but... Noah's been excellent. Bubba was more um, more apt to go with Noah and get in on this game than I was, and I was definitely wrong there. So good job by Bubba leading you to victory. You also had Masahiro Tanaka get the W, 5-3, Yankees over the Rays. So, uh, so you know, Yankees still fighting here. Don't worry, Yankee fans. You're going to be in the playoffs. It's, it's going to be <laughs> fine. Uh, and then you had the Marlins 3-2 over the Blue Jays. Uh, Yamaguchi took the loss in this one, Hoyt with the win, and Sonny Gray took a rare loss, got pounded by the Cardinals yesterday, and yep. boy, am I glad we faded that the all-day mm-hmm. slate, and Sonny yep. Gray, we talked about Framber being a much better investment for the same price, uh, and not having to add in two more games and more variables between the, Bra- uh, the Marlins and Blue Jays and the Cardinals and Reds, and if you did that, you listened, you avoided Sonny Gray, and that was good for business. Uh, poor Sonny Gray, bad, you know, we'll shake this one off. You know, and then just kind of come back and hopefully everything is fine. But uh, a rare bad outing for Sonny Gray there, Bubba. Yeah, only went two-thirds of an inning. Like, really, really rough stuff. People were wondering if he was hurt, tipping pitches, because just watching the little bit I watched, it just didn't look pretty. It it was rough. But on the grand scheme of things, you can knock this up to every pitcher has a bad start from time to time. Uh, People were tweeting out that over the last calendar year, even with this bad start, his ERA is 3.1. That's pretty good. Last time I checked, yeah. so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Yeah, things happen. It looks like more of a tipping pitching kind of thing with guys are, you know, some, yes. somebody found something out, so somebody needs to go check some tape right away. Uh, this afternoon, uh, let's uh, turn the page here because it's a new day. Yes, it is. And we've got uh, Kyle Freeland and Logan Webb. We'll see if uh, the Giants have any more runs left in them <laughs> against. My uh, God. The and then we have Michael Waka and John Means. Those are the two day games today. But uh, we're going to jump right ahead to the all-day slate. 
uh, John Oviedo against Tyler Mall. That's our first one at 640 if you want to get involved in this one. Now, the Cardinals lineup was pretty hot yesterday. Um, Goldschmidt still just 3.4 on FanDuel. You get some discounts here as you go to the bottom of the order. Guys like Carpenter, 2.6. Carlson at 2.1. Uh, Wong and Edmund also cheap, 2.5 and 2.6 respectively on FanDuel. So would you go back into the Cardinal well again today uh, off of what you saw yesterday? Or would you switch gears and go you know, back to the Reds because Jesse Winkers is 2.9 or maybe you're just letting go of this slate altogether here on the all day again. Yeah. For the most part, I don't want to go back to the Cardinals. Well, Molly's been decent enough, but then again, we said about gray. So I guess anything's possible in great American small park uh, where I would look, if you want a piece of this, I prefer just the full slate, but Winkers cheap, Votto's cheap and Moustakas is 25 or 26 on FanDuel. Those would be the ways I'd be going a cheap Tommy Edmund for St. Louis as well. If you want a value play for the cards. Uh, your other six game is the Hyunjin Ryu and the Blue Jays against Sixto Sanchez. Now, Ryu's pitched much better lately. We've used him a bunch on the show. Uh, even before it was cool to do it, we were doing it. But Sixto Sanchez also has looked good. He's 8.7. Are you using the all-day slate to get either one of these pitchers, or are you making sure you avoid it to make sure that you don't add more variables? Because I feel like there's some variable here. And as much as I'd like to get involved in some of those Reds bats, it's these two pitchers that really are bothersome on a slate, especially in tournaments that are a little wacky tonight. Um, I, I'm going to let this one go along with the Reds game, even though I'm so tempted because Winker's so cheap. And I'd love to get that bat in the lineup. Uh, yeah. Teoscar has been good. VR is now over there with the Blue Jays, too. There's a lot to like there, but I don't know, man. Sixto's pretty good. Ryu's pretty good. This one kind of worries me, and I think I'm going to basically hit the pause button here at the 640 spot. What about you? Yeah, I'll pass. I'm really bummed that this isn't on the main slate because li- I'd like a cheap six stone on DraftKings because they'd screw that price up for sure. But uh, on FanDuel at 87, it's just not worth the gamble in this matchup. So I'll, I'll go to the main slate where there's lots of bats to target, very few good pitching options. All right, well, let's start with that. Let's start things off with a bang. Max Scherzer, 10.4 on DK versus Zach Wheeler at 9.5. The FanDuel pricing for these guys, 11.2 for Scherzer. Zach Wheeler, 9.1. Scherzer's, look, Scherzer's had some big strikeout performances but he hasn't been look as completely dominant as in years past where it's just every day you just you know you know exactly what you're getting he's just going to wear everybody out so I, I guess here's the question single pitcher site 11.2 are you interested in Scherzer tonight or are you more interested in taking a shot against him with Wheeler at 9-1 I'm pretty much not interested in either pitcher here if I had to pick Fair. one of the two I pick Wheeler at the price point um I Scherzer agree. I like I could see him as an option on DK at 10 forks. He'll probably come in lower owned with some of the other options there, but 11, two on single pitcher. I'll pass. Cause it's everything you said is the ceiling the highest out of anybody. Yes. But at the same time, it's been such a roller coaster ride with him between injuries and just productivity that it's hard to pay that price point. Yeah. I'm with you on this one, man. Uh, and in this game outside of Juan Soto at four, seven, who's super expensive, but always worth it. Mm-hmm. Cause he's Juan Soto. He's five, seven on DK. Uh, that's a tough price there. Um, but I think Wheeler has some appeal. If you're just looking in a multi-entry to be a little different tonight, I could yeah. see that because Wheeler's going to be low owned. Um, and the Nats are, look, the Nats are a last place team. <laughs> to be honest, you know, despite even Scherzer being on the mound, don't lose sight of that. So I, I would look at Wheeler tonight as an oppo play, but that's it. It's not a single entry mm-hmm. tournament play either. Let's yes. jump ahead to the Cubs versus the Pittsburgh Pirates here. Kyle Hendricks at 8.3 over on FanDuel against Musgrove at 6.7. Uh, Hendricks basically the same. He's 8.7 over on DK. Now, this is another guy, when you look at the splits, Bubba, it's a different tale. You know, the home road starts of Hendricks in the last mm-hmm. year or so have been pretty obvious. And I feel like there are a lot of people will go automatically to this game because of, you know, they see the Cubs versus the Pirates. That's not wrong. 
But this is a little bit of a trap here because you notice the price on Hendricks is pretty cheap. And I feel like that's the red flag there because they know that the road games are not as good as the home games. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to stay off of Hendricks. It's, you know, some splits are kind of wonky, but this one's been pretty clear and cut and dry for Kyle Hendricks throughout time. So could he shut down the Pirates? Sure. We know the Pirates are, are horrific first right-handed pitching, but we saw him put up seven runs last night. These young kids have nothing to lose. So they're starting to play a little better. I'd rather focus on bats in this game. You got Musgrove coming back from injury. You got Ian Happ and Kyle Schwarber just crushing the baseball. They're 3,100 respectively on FanDuel. They're 41 and 4K on DraftKings. That's where I want to start my builds. And even if you don't want a full stack, both those guys, if I had to pick one, I'll take Happ by himself. But I like both those guys a ton tonight. What about Cabrian Hayes as a free square on the other side here of the Pirates? Yeah, that's a definitely an option. He's very cheap on uh, a DraftKings. And just 2K Fandle. on FanDuel. Yep. I mean, on yeah. DK, sorry. He's probably going to be about the D- same on FanDuel, actually. I doubt he's even on FanDuel. That's why I have to check because it takes him like three days to get processed. Yeah, you know what? He probably system. isn't, but uh, he's yeah, on DK I don't see him. too. That's so dumb. Yeah, I don't mind like, why isn't he in the system? Right? Like, come on. I mean, FanDuel's lazy. That's all it come is. Come on. Come on, guys. Get it together. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, this but I'm one. with you. All right. Yeah. So look, look for a couple pieces to cherry pick here. Uh, Schwarber's cheap at 3-1 still, even though he's been pretty good the last week or so. Hap at 3-1 also at the top of this order. I think I would go with some – I would cherry pick a couple bats out of here, um, especially on DK if you can get Hayes at 2K there, which is, again, free square, young kid, makes good contact. I don't expect a lot, but can you return 2K? Yeah, uh, I think you can do that. I think there are potential errors for that as well. Uh, Charlie Morton, 7.8 on FanDuel against Jordan Montgomery, 7.1 pretty even right here because you know i don't think we're exactly sure what we're gonna get out of either of these two morton's 8.5 on dk montgomery 7.5 so take me through the thought process what's your approach in this game if you have one i'm playing the bats uh, i love charlie morton but he's probably on a pitch count coming back from a shoulder injury just not gonna play that game montgomery's been getting hit hard by righties so i kind of like going back to this raise well that just has the yankees number i know the yankees won yesterday but there's a lot to like there. You could obviously go with Voight and LeMayhew from New York. But when it comes to the Rays, uh, I'm, I'm attacking and I'm starting with guys like Willie Adamos who's in the middle of that order. He's 27 on FanDuel. He's 39 on DK. He's hitting um, well over, like close to 400 over his last uh, seven to 10 games. Uh, homeward in two of his last three. And it's his birthday today, if you believe in there. Hey, so happy birthday, there's, Willie. There's that thing. Yeah, so hey, I, I like Willie Adamas a lot a cleanup hitter. How often does that – when do you ever see that happen? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you have to full stack this game, but Adamas is, is very, very worth it. Well, I mean, another guy just makes sense. You're going to need it because there is a pitcher yeah. later on that I think we both probably like in this uh, on this slate here that we're going to have to pay a little bit more for. At least I like. We'll see if Bubba mm-hmm. is with me. I, I'm in on this tonight. Uh, but, yeah, Adamas at 2.4 just, just makes complete sense. LeMahieu is at 3.4 on the other side of this one. Aaron Hicks at 2.8. Mm-hmm. Clint Frazier – in the cleanup spot. How often do you get two guys hitting cleanup yep. in a game under 3K? Almost never. I mean, that is that's yep. not as a in the same game. Whoop, what craziness. Uh get let's some. go over. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh Robbie Erlin and the Braves are gonna take on uh Mike Kickman or kick him, kick him, Mike Kick him. This is your journeyman. I mentioned this is your journeyman. This is your guy, Mike yep. Kickham. Uh, kick him if you got him. We're gonna kick uh, him while he's down. We're gonna kick yeah, him. Yeah, I think down. we are. Well, here's the hard part though. But Freeman doesn't have good numbers against lefties. Um, he's not gonna be in for long. Well, okay, good Boston point. bullpen. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Uh, my my mind immediately goes, you know, back to Ozuna at three four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Riley at two five. I think those are just yep. you know you got to keep throwing Austin Riley out there. He's three point six. 
Ozuna is 4.3 on DK. So um, you go for that. And if you want to go get some righties, you want JD and Bogarts. It's not terrible on FanDuel. DK, forget it. At 5K, I'm not paying for it. But at 3.2 and 3.7, eh, it's it's possible. Uh, anything else to add on this one? Because like I said, I'm not... I know you're. I know what you're saying, but still, like, they're not a yeah. great lineup against lefties. <laughs> the Braves, like, right? yeah. even if it is this guy. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Riley and Ozuna are the main two plays. Riley's just too cheap. Period. Like, he's a cash play every day until they figure that out. Marquez actually hits lefties well, and he's affordable on both sites. So I don't hate that if you don't want to go all in. Is Spencer Turnbull in play tonight? Eight point one against a struggling Brewers team and Adrian Hauser. He is a GPP play for me. Like he, we've seen that majority of his starts he's been very good except when he's been hurt or faced the white Sox. so i have no problem doing that against a, a brewers team that strikes out a ton versus righties that yellick's kind of heating up but outside of that doesn't have a lot besides maybe ben gamble leading off so yeah nothing really scares you i in a gpp i can go to Trimble. yeah and uh scope is just 3.1 in this game too just want to point that out that's another guy they haven't really corrected the salary on FanDuel yet um mm-hmm. turnbull is 8.7 on dk i love him as a secondary arm tonight i think he's terrific play Mm-hmm, definitely. And then one other value, Victor Reyes is 2,300 on FanDuel. He's 31 on DK. He's been on fire. Yeah, again, top of the order. I mean, these guys, mm-hmm. you know, we we just mentioned a bunch of guys hitting cleanup and a bunch of guys at the top of the order who are dirt cheap. It's just crazy. It's just weird, and it's it's a little loose. Go take advantage of it. Uh, are you willing mm-hmm. to take advantage of Tristan McKenzie and his price on DK? He is 6.7K against the Royals. It's a good matchup. He's 8K on FanDuel. I'm a big fan of McKenzie personally, so I'm okay with this. I actually think even on FanDuel tonight, you can make some money with him. Uh, are you as tempted as I am, or are you having a little bit more discipline and not getting as excited about the young kid as I am? No, I love him. I, I, I just want to be – I have no problem using him. People just need to be cautious. We've seen the good I mean, and it's the better on situations. DK. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's much it's better, better on It's DK. better to use him as the, single, uh, as the secondary pitcher because 6.7 allows you to go get any bat you want, basically. Pretty much. Like you can match him up with one of the big dogs and be fine. And you just got to remember, he's either 84 pitches. Hopefully we get 90. He's one of those young arms that sometimes they go for the strikeout and adds the pitch count. So he might not go as deep, but it's the Royals. He's worth it on DK. Yeah, uh, I, I'm in agreement on that one. Uh, also, you know, again, big variance here. The lineup is expensive for the Indians on DK, but on FanDuel, Lindor is still just 3-3. I don't know why he's always so cheap every day. You know, I know yeah, he hasn't like, no a, I know he hasn't been a monster this year, but He's still Francisco Lindor at 3-3. That's still a really good value for a very good player. What are your thoughts on Barrios at 8-8 uh, on FanDuel against Ronaldo Lopez and the White Sox? You fade away from that because it's the White Sox, I assume? No, he's at home. We've mentioned home road splits with Hendricks. Barrios has very similar ones. I prefer him more as an SP2 potentially on DraftKings at his price point. But at 88 in a maybe multi-entry tournament play, I have no problem with Barrios. All right, so Barrios at 7.9 on DK or Tristan McKenzie at 6.7. Which way would you go? Would you pay up a little extra for Barrios? I'd go McKenzie, but... Um, me too. See, that's I, the thing. I got. I, I would yeah. Against the White Sox, that still scares the hell out of me. Like I would still rather take the kid uh, than mm-hmm. try to throw out a better, more established major league pitcher against the White Sox. I just The White Sox are terrifying, and they've earned that label. Yeah. I just want to say burial stuff. You want to play ownership leverage to be much below our own than McKenzie. That's fair. That's fair. What about the uh, going against the grain a little bit too, and staying with the white Sox bats, despite Burrios's good home numbers. I'm never going to argue someone playing the white Sox bats. <laughs> it's so good right now. Like, they're, 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 they're too good. So I'm never, they're just, they're not as safe. Well, cause they've come down tonight in most games. Yes. Because yes. all of a sudden Abreu has gone from four to three, six Anderson's going from four to three, six. Um, Moncada's down at 3-4 Jimenez is at 3-7 Encarnacion says at 3-8 
Robert stayed flat three, six, but Abreu, Anderson, Makata have all come down in price because of this matchup tonight. And I don't know if that's necessarily like, I think that's actually worked the temptation a little bit. All of a sudden they're kind of, they kind of sneakily lowered it and you might not notice it, but I think it's something to investigate and possibly make some money on tonight. I think that's worth taking a look at if you could work them in. Mm -hmm. Potentially. Uh, Yeah. I'm I'm not all in on them yet, but I, I see your argument for sure. All right, good night last night for Michael Brantley. Let's see if he can continue that. He's just 2.9 on FanDuel still. It's Christian Javier against Colby Allard. I don't have much love for the pitching tonight in this one, but I will go back to those those bats of the Astros. I just feel more comfortable with them. Carlos Correa at 3K, Guriel 2.9, Brantley 2.9, some great value there. Bubba, anything else to add on this one on the DK side or in general? No, I'll, I'll keep paying for Kyle Tucker if he's 4,400 on DraftKings. I know he struggled a bit last night, but he's just too good in the middle of that order. All right, let's move on to the Dodger game tonight where Walker Bueller is at 10.3K, and he's going to be taking on Zach Gallen. And you know what? I don't care. Zach Gallen's great. He's terrific. But you know what? The Diamondbacks are bad. Zach Gallen has one win, despite how good he has been. And I think Walker Bueller can still go out there and get the W tonight at home. That's my take. I'm sticking with it. Bubba, am I crazy here, or is Zach Gallen the guy in play for you? I like Zach Gallon a lot in tournaments because I don't think anybody's going to own him facing the Dodgers and Walker Bueller. So I, I'm a big fan of Zach Gallon. The, the question I have about Bueller is we saw him get pretty close to stretched out in his last uh, two starts ago. Then he leaves with a blister, only threw a 40-pitch bullpen over the weekend. How deep does he go tonight? That is my question. If he's full go, great play. Phenomenal play. Probably the best he's play on the six. Play. He's going six strong. Calling it now. Six okay, strong against he, the Diamondbacks. If, yeah, if, if we keep hearing info throughout the day that things are, are ready to roll, then yes, best play of the night. I'm not going to argue that at all. John Jay is leading off for the Diamondbacks today. <laughs> that guy's still and in Joe the Joe Pisapia is batting second. <laughs> uh, hey, let's tell you something. I can still hit the two-hole. I'll be fine. <laughs> I can still uh, swing the bat. Curveball bats are afraid. Fastball can still hit it. <laughs> okay, Pedro Serrano. You got it. <laughs> this is true. I went into one of those batting cages in the uh, down by the shore, I think it was last, or two, two summers ago. And we cranked that bad boy up. It was like the 85 to 91. I went into the fast pitch one. And my kid's like, what are you doing? It's scary. What are you? I was like, that's fine. Don't worry about it. It still hit him. I was I was like, all right. I'm still I'm driving the ball pretty go. good here. Not bad. It's when, the, it's when the breaking balls came that I was like, you know, maybe this isn't for me anymore. <laughs> you yeah, know? I don't need I don't I don't need the 12 to 6 or I don't need the 12. You know, I remember I'll never forget that first time high school baseball. It was a guy who was on the mound, was throwing hard, and then he dropped like a like an eighty two mile an hour curveball on me, and I just my knees buckled, and I went, "Okay, yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's time to find a microphone, folks." This is it? Yeah, let me, let me try another path of work here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's something better for me. That was embarrassing. <laughs> I don't uh, want that I know to happen. That feeling. Again. I thought yeah. it was going to hit me in the head, and then it was a strike. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oops. oops, yo, yo, oops. But uh, yeah, you live and you learn. Uh, I'm going to be stubborn tonight and go with Walker Bueller. We'll see how that works out for me. Uh, clearly, Bubba is right, though. I am probably wrong. So you you choose your color. We'll no. see what happens tomorrow. No. We'll come back on this. I don't have nearly the confidence that I had. That I had with like Framber and Coors. Framber and Colorado. <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> but you know what? I'm I'm pretty confident in this one, too. Again. There we go. You know, I think because I think a lot of people will see Walker Bueller and Gallon, and I'm going to go the other end of this. And they're going to say, oh, Gallon's really good. Walker Bueller's just coming back. Oh, it scares me. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. low, and if he goes six innings and gets the W with a quality start, man, it's going to be solid for Bueller. Yeah. Yep, not uh, arguing that at all. It's like, I mean, I just want to know. I just I can't get there with with Scherzer today. I I want to. I just it's mm-hmm. ugh, it's just very frustrating. 
Uh, yep. Last I year, I don't disagree with any of that. And look, maybe this is even better, but this is another guy who can't get out of the fifth inning is Denelson Lamette. The strikeouts <laughs> yeah. are there. Um, you know, he's going against the Angels. That's not always the easiest night if Trout is on, but still, you know, it's the, the Padres have been excellent. Who am I to say no? I just, I just worry about five inning pitchers who are at 9.3 as a single pitcher site on DK. Uh, I don't know if you feel any differently. He's 9.9. .9, so if I'm going to go all the way there, I might as well take Walker Bueller. That's my mindset. What are your thoughts on San Diego uh, versus Los Angeles? Yeah, Lamette's a very strong GPP play. Like you mentioned, there's there's concerns of him not going deep enough, but if he's locked in, you got to worry about Mike Trout and everybody else has been pretty ice cold in that lineup. Marco Gonzalez just threw a complete game against them two days ago and struck out nine. So that yeah, pretty much tells you left, where yeah. they're at right now. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. good, good Cronenworth is 3.8, by the way, on DK, and Will Myers yeah. is 3.6. Both those guys are swinging a bat um, pretty good right now. I don't know what that's all about. And on FanDuel, Myers is 3.4, Cronenworth 3.2. So they continue to be some pretty good, uh, you know, lineup additions there, some good high floor, high ceiling kind of guys. And then mm -hmm. it's kind of funny because if you do go all the way down to McKenzie, there's no reason you can't get into Fernando Tatis Jr. 5'2", or, you know, Machado. dare I say Soto at 5'7", or some other big-time mm -hmm. bats tonight, potentially. So just keep that in mind. All right, it's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are each going to give you a guy to leave the yard. And uh, if you follow us over at Line Star app on Twitter, you can get involved in the contest. Give us your pick to go yard. And if you're right, you can win some free swag. Everybody likes free stuff, like free hats. I don't know. Maybe you got a free uh, a, a beer cozy. I don't know. I'm just making up things now. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but some free stuff. T-shirts, uh, maybe one of those hats that's got like, you know, the two things where the soda cans can go on either side. Remember those in the <laughs> 80s? Those are awesome. Maybe soda win cans, that. Yep. I'm, I'm not one to say. Well, I don't know. You're going to win something. That's all I know. So, Bubba, where are you going tonight for your home run? Give us the name. Who's leaving the yard? I'm usually a day later, a day early. So, hopefully, I'm not a day late on this one. But you said he's too cheap on FanDuel, and I agree. Give me Francisco Lindor taking Jacob Junis deep. Uh, I like it. All right. I'm going to go with Austin Riley in Fenway yep. Pack against Mike Kickham. I think he's going to kick him exactly uh, where you think he is. And I think uh, Austin Riley is going to go yard today in Fenway. So let's check that out. So those are our two picks. And again, go follow us at Line Star MLB and Line Star app, and you can get involved in the contest too. I also want to remind everybody we just recorded them. They'll probably drop soon. The new NFL show is back. Yet again, so a new season will return. Scott Bogman and myself doing the pre-snap show. It's the same version of this show, but it's NFL. We'll be doing three shows a week. So on Tuesday, you're going to get our show recapping the weekend that was in football and looking ahead in DFS. Then we're going to do our Thursday preview show and our Friday wagering show. So check that out. You're going to want to get involved in that. So go find the pre-snap wherever you listen to your podcast, iHeart, iTunes. Go subscribe, click the notifications because football's around the corner. A Bogman about as good as it gets. Very excited for those of you who listen to the Black Book. You already know Bogman and myself for many, many years. So that's going to be awesome. I'm telling you, the previews were terrific. Great shows. Got to get you hyped up, ready to go with some of our approaches heading into the season. So check that out. Go subscribe right now. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Casey Bubba, at Joe Pizapia17. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.